Welcome to the Content Amplified Podcast, brought to you by Masset. Our goal is to help you get more from your marketing content. Each episode is a 10 to 15 minute interview with industry experts that share amazing insights to help you squeeze as much juice from your content as you possibly can. Here's today's interview. Welcome back to the Content Amplified Podcast. Today we've got a great interview. We've got Robert Smith here. Thank you so much for being here, Robert. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, I'll give Robert just a minute to explain his background, but we've got a fascinating subject today that I'm really excited to dive into. All right. Well, I've been in content marketing for the last five years. I'm currently working for a small company called Dabble. It's a very exciting place to be. Uh, Dabble is a software for writers. And as you can imagine, with that audience, there is a ton of content already out there for writers by writers. And so it was a very competitive space to enter. And when I got brought on to Dabble, we had zero organic traffic other than branded traffic. Uh, And, you know, we were doing other things like social posts and things like that. Um, And we had a little bit of a following But with my background in SEO primarily, I was brought in to kind of transform that uh, zero organic traffic to something else. And we are now pulling in over 30,000 monthly visitors at this point. And it's been uh, two years, almost two years since I've been brought on. And so that's really exciting, really fun. And yeah, and the ways that we've gotten there have been very interesting and the ways that we can use that content and have used that content even before we reach those traffic numbers, I think is what, you know, kind of helped us reach that level of success. But yeah. Awesome. I love it. And what's cool is I love you sharing the metrics because that makes a big difference showing what we're about to talk about actually works and going from, and if you've never done this before, Going from zero to 30,000 a month is a massive feat. Like that is not simple. That's incredible. Um, It was also fun. Robert and I were geeking out over authors and things like that because this is a cool product and a cool space that uh, I'm super jealous about. So Robert, (laughs) today we're going to talk about what are the first pieces of content you should write. So This applies in multiple settings. Number one, brand new startup. This is, you know, really similar to what Robert just described. But there's also a circumstance where you come into a company and you may be the first uh, content hire where you're just, you don't have much of a content motion going and you just kind of have to start over. So we're going to dive in. Robert, in your opinion, what are the first few pieces of content that you should start writing and how you should like strategize and what to build when you're just starting out that whole content marketing machine? Yeah, I would say in my experience with Dabble, that was kind of the big question is where do we start and where do we go? And, you know, with my team, the awesome thing is that my boss and, you know, the CEO of Dabble, he he was fully bought in. He was invested in SEO And he totally, we had discussions about this, that in order for this to pay off, we've got to reach at least a hundred articles on the blog before we might see some 
you know, some big results. And that can be totally overwhelming. And that is, you know, tricky and tough. But those big results are not always what's most important. You know, like before we even reached, you know, that kind of monthly traffic, um, within the first year, we reached about 10k, I'm pretty sure. Before we even reached that point, though, we were seeing just a positive reaction from our audience, a positive reaction from our customers. And that's because like our investment in SEO wasn't just for the monthly visitors. We weren't just doing it for that purpose. And so, I mean, the big question to answer there is what is most important to your audience? You know, for us, we're a B2C company. And so we know our audience, we know our niche and it is writers and authors. And so what are they concerned about? As you can imagine, if you've ever read uh, any fictional stories, which fiction authors is, is our primary audience, we get people who want to write memoirs and nonfiction in Dabble as well, but our primary audience are fiction writers. And so once we, the first step obviously is figure out who your audience is and who you're targeting. And then from there, you know, you've, you've all heard that advice before. But from there, it's so easy to uh, fall into the temptation of going after the big keywords in the space because you're like, man, it'd be so cool if we were the top result on, you know, writing software or if we could if we could yep. land our name on even some of those listicles that are already published. Like it's so easy to fall into that temptation, but that if you're a small company and it's a competitive space like it was for us, you're not going to find success there. And so the real trick is to find the smaller subjects for your niche that people need an answer to that hasn't yet been answered. And as far as like actual specific tips, the best way that I've found is to find do keyword research on the competitors in the space, see what keywords they're ranking for, but not ranking well for. Because, you know, on page seven of Google results, you'll get nonsense that isn't really related to the keyword, but it might be semi-related. And so you can find those keywords where there is a big opportunity for you to win. And so I went through the keyword research, I found those terms, and I kind of tackled those subjects. And we were just waiting and, you know, we were publishing articles. They were all super high quality. We brought on a team of expert writers who are all also authors um, and they were also Dabble users. And so they were, you know, they loved the product. They were excited about the work and they were excited about the subjects, which just led to awesome content across the board. Um, and, you know, they were even helping in the ideation process of what are the articles that we want to figure out. And, you know, we kind of came up with the, the, for us, we found four pillars of content that were most important and in a story that's uh, conflict, plot, setting, and characters. And so we just looked for smaller, uh, lower competition keywords in those spaces that we could kind of carve out our own, uh, our own territory in, in the SEO space. And so with that, we tackled um specifically character articles we noticed started taking off a little bit more than the other ones and so we focused in on that we found a specific niche of character articles that we were winning every time and because we were just going more in depth on those um 
on those topics than anyone else ever had. And so we would build pillar content from there where this is our main article on the subject, but you know, there's maybe 14 branches out from that. So we write an article on each of those different branches on how to create characters using these tools or different things like that. And slowly but surely, you know, that brings in 100 monthly visitors here, 200 monthly visitors here. Um, and, you know, just little wins along the way. But pretty soon we were at a point where we were doubling traffic from one month to the other um, and things were really taking off. And so, yeah, I guess that's kind of the answer to your question is very first thing, make sure you know your audience, which is the first thing in every marketing discussion. But once you do that, you do need to be honest with yourself. If you are a smaller website or just a smaller business that you haven't, you don't have any authority in the space, then you're not going to be able to hit those higher keywords. But whether it's SEO or any other kind of content, you can still make something that's better than anything else out there. And as long as you're hitting those topics where, you know, the big players, they don't even deal with that because, oh, that's only 30 people a month who are concerned with that. But those 30 people are your potential customers, you know, like those people are the same people that they are concerned with. And so if you address their needs first, then we're now to a point where we are starting to compete on some of those higher target, you know, super high value keywords, just because now we've been recognized by the search engines as an authority in the space. And, you know, we get tons of traffic every month and tons of people, even we've even had people who are not customers of Dabble reach out to us and just say, thanks for writing this content. This is so awesome. Like you guys rock. And so, um, yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my story on that. I was soaking that in. That's absolute gold. Thank you. I love it. So a couple of things that I just want to quickly double tap on because it's so good and you talked about so many good points. Like I think this is the perfect framework to say this is how we start content marketing. One is I feel like you did a great job. Not only did you say in a fairly niche audience of writers, you went deeper. You said, no, no, no it's the fiction writers. That's like, mm -hmm. that's the, the bread and butter. I think in every single circumstance, regardless of what business you're in, you can probably go a little bit deeper on who you're talking to. Um, I even read that to, to make content more personal, there are like major investment firms that would like write their stockholder um, letters. They would write it to like their sisters. And then they would go back and erase that. And that way there's a more personal tone. But you've kind of like narrowed in like that persona is super clear. So I think that that's super cool. I also love like uh, obviously the reality of what you can and can't accomplish at the size of business. I think that's really good of saying, Hey, the, the analogy back in the agency days for me was like ranking for the term cars is never going to sell cars if you're a dealership, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just way too much effort. But if you rank for like, you know, 1994 Brown Toyota Civic or whatever like that, you might actually get some sales, even though the traffic's super low, kind of an idea. Mm -hmm. So I love that focus. I also love that you have authors authoring your content. Yep. I think that's a point that we don't do often enough is when you're talking to an audience, if you're not the actual customer for that specific product, you're probably not the right person to write the content. And that sounds terrible because like you're the head of, you know, content at a company, 
you may want to double think and say, yeah, well, I run strategy, but let me bring in the experts who can actually write the content mm-hmm. where they can use the vernacular. They can talk to the audience like no one else. What I love about you is you're also a writer, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you are a customer as well. And I think that's probably expedited your success because yep. you are the intended audience. And so you're like, sweet, this is content I want. Yeah, I, you know, all the let's time. Let's go write it, you know? Yeah, all the time I'll just, I'll fall, <laughs> I'll be doing tasks and I'll fall into one of the articles that we've had <laughs> written because I'm like, oh, this is so good. I love this. Um, but yeah, and that's another thing that uh, I think I kind of touched on, but I want to finish the point is it's so fun to talk about the metrics and kind of these vanity metrics of this is how many people we have coming to our blog every month. Like, how cool is that? But, you know, that wasn't our only goal with the content. And on on top of launching all of those efforts with the blog, you know, we uh, we launched a newsletter for our customers, like primarily our customers. We have some lead capture on the website so we can pull people who are going to the blog into the newsletter so we can continue that relationship there. But primarily, like the majority of our newsletter subscribers are our customers. And what we're sending them in that newsletter every week is some of our latest articles that have been written. Like here's the stuff that we have um, recently written on this subject. And here's, here's four other great articles. Here's our podcast episode. Here's what we've heard about the industry, like industry news, we include that. And we also include writing prompts. And that side of things, in the last two years, we've also seen almost a doubling of our customer lifetime value with our customers. And I like, obviously, there's so many factors to that where we can't pinpoint like, oh, this is why they're staying with us longer or or this is why. But there's no way that that isn't a huge part of it, that they feel like we are supporting them in every way where we have this podcast where we bring in, bring in famous authors to come and chat about the craft and what's working for them. And we are sending them articles to help them achieve their goals. And like we are on their side. And that is part of the most fun that I've had in the content side of things is when responding to emails or anything, you know, and a lot of our stuff encourages that engagement with our customers where we want them to talk to us. We want them to respond to the welcome email. We want them to tell us what they're working on, what their project is, what their dreams are. We want to talk to them. And part of the, like part of the most fun side of that is I, I have this like repository of now over 300 articles in my brain that I know we've written and that I know are top quality. And so when they come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm working on this project, but I've really been struggling with knowing how to, how to plot out my story. I'm like, well, I have great news for you because we have 12 different articles that we have written on that subject that I can send you right now. They're all awesome. If this is what you're looking for, you should check out this one first and just sending them that and answering their questions even before you pull in any SEO traffic, the the value to your customers is there. And so you should use your content in that purpose, where if you're creating something for your audience, your audience will eat it up. If it's something that you've, you know, poured your heart and soul into, and you know that it's like amazing quality content, like make sure that you're getting it in front of the eyes of the people who are already paying for your product because they will love that that is something that uh, that you're doing and love that you're helping them in more than just offering a software and hey thanks for paying us for this and you know good luck with everything let us know if you have any problems kind of situation you know i love it 
something you just like really hit hard on that I love. Um, you guys clearly have product market fit, and that's such a big element for businesses. I don't care how small mm -hmm. or big, nothing else matters if you don't have product market fit. What I think you've discovered, and I've never heard this term before, so I'm going to coin it. This is super like prideful <laughs> of me. All right. I'm excited. Content market fit. I've mm. never, ever heard someone so passionately talk about having the right content market fit. If you yourself are getting lost in the articles because you're like, this is good stuff, and you're the, like on the development and publishing side of it, that's mm -hmm. a good sign. And like if your customer is getting lost in the content in a good way, not like confused, but like really yeah. just soaking <laughs> it up. I think that's something you should strive for is how do I have content market fit? And I think that's what you described and you've nailed really, really well. So thank you. This is super, super powerful. Um, Robert, if anyone wants to connect with you or start the conversation or tell you how amazing you are, where <laughs> and how should they connect with you online? Yeah, um, I think the... The easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn. Now, my name is Robert Smith, so I, there's a million of us out there. <laughs> so you should probably search Robert Smith Dabble. I think that would probably bring it up the quickest. Um, but yeah, you can also um, find me. I'm all over the place on Dabble's website. And so um, you can also uh, find it if you're interested in writing, you can find me over there or sign up for our newsletter or different things like that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to connect and uh, talk through content marketing because I'm passionate about both content marketing and customer relationships and also uh, writing fiction and, you know, helping writers achieve their dreams. So awesome. And we'll link to Robert's information in the uh, show notes to make sure you get a direct link and you get the right Robert Smith on the platform. So <laughs> yeah, there are, there are a lot of us out there. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Content Amplified podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And for additional ways to get more out of your content, visit our website at getmasset.com. That's getmasset.com. And tune in next time to the Content Amplified podcast.